Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Casting station. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. About nine hours ago, we got the awful news of a plane slamming into the one of the towers of the World Trade Center. Then another plane slamming into a second tower. And then the news that this was a, apparently a planned terror attack. And that's indeed what it was. These were two commercial jets that had been hijacked with passengers aboard, used as terrorist tools to slam into the Twin Towers, causing death and destruction there and aboard those planes. And then about a hour and a half later, as you may recall hearing, the towers began collapsing, first one, then the other. And then we got the word of a plane crashing into the Pentagon. That turned out to be another commercial airliner with passengers aboard, causing casualties at the Pentagon, estimates of 100 people dead or injured at the Pentagon. And then the news that a fourth commercial plane, Flight 93 from Newark, heading to San Francisco, went down. Uh, southeast of Pittsburgh. There was speculation, if not some reports, that this too is to be used for a terror attack in another location, perhaps on Camp David, according to one congressman. That's nothing that has been confirmed. Now, we expect to hear from Mayor Julie shortly and where we stand in the city in the rescue effort. Perhaps some indication we've had no real sign of how many people may have died today in the Twin Towers. And also some rescue workers were killed when the debris came down after the planes had uh, slammed into the buildings. But we will be hearing from the mayor shortly. In the meantime, let's get an update on just where we are some of the travel around because that uh, has been seriously disrupted. And people have been wondering when they're going to start opening some of these bridges and tunnels. Uh, no indication of when that will happen, but they have gotten at least one lane of traffic going through at the Lincoln Tunnel heading out of town. Apparently, though, they've been inspecting uh, those vehicles before they go into the Lincoln Tunnel, and uh, that traffic is slowly emerging on the Jersey side as I watch here on a camera. In fact, I'm now beginning to see some vehicles go into the tolls going into New York on the Lincoln Tunnel. I don't know if this is just some select uh, emergency vehicles helping out or a regular traffic. We'll watch and see. And I don't see uh, all that much uh, coming in through the tolls, but uh, we'll watch it for you, let you know how it goes. Meanwhile, the uh, George Washington Bridge, now I don't see any traffic whatsoever on the upper level in either direction. And that's a change because they were letting traffic use the upper level heading back to the Jersey side. But now they have the right lane blocked off in both directions, coned off. And there's a couple of police vehicles uh, driving in the right lane on the uh, inbound side of the upper level George Washington Bridge, but no other traffic at all up on the George Washington Bridge. So the situation changing over there for now. Now, Thrivesneck and Whitestone have been reopened. The Triborough Bridge is closed into Manhattan. Queens Midtown Tunnel, Queensboro Bridge shut down into Manhattan, but open and back out to Queens. And all the lower East River bridges and the Battery Tunnel are closed in both directions. Airports remain closed until midday tomorrow around the country. Limited service on Metro North and Long Island Railroad out of town. And New Jersey Transit has been operating on a load-and-go basis out of Penn Station. I'm Matt Ward. Shadow traffic on 1010 Wind. Well, plenty of developments. We'll be going back to Matt Ward, you mentioned a few minutes ago, CNN was reporting that there were some explosions in Kabul and Afghanistan. Uh, U.S. officials have been saying they suspected Osama bin Laden might have had something to do with today's terror attacks against the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center and against the Pentagon. Uh, just before we got to the top of the hour, and keep in mind this all happened now nine hours ago when we first got the word one of the planes had slammed into uh, one of the towers in Lower Manhattan. We should also point out, too, that the Lower Manhattan has been ordered evacuated all buildings by the New York City Police Department. There's also mayor po- major power outage in Lower Manhattan because of a fire at Seven World Trade Center, and that building, a 47-story building, has now since collapsed. We were talking with um, Steve Kastenbaum just a while ago before uh, at the top of the hour. Steve, we interrupted you there, but you were talking with one of the people involved in the rescue. Yeah, uh, before I get back to that interview with uh, one of the uh, medical workers down here, uh, we should note that number seven uh, was uh, pretty much the center of uh, the uh, security and intelligence uh, um, community here in New York City. Uh, The Office of Emergency Management, I believe, was housed in that building, as well as uh, FBI and Secret Service offices also housed in that building. So uh, that building uh, was obviously uh, a prime target for uh, any would-be terrorists. Not sure if that was their intended target when they did fly into the uh, the two of the uh, Twin Towers. Uh, moments ago, I spoke with a man named Roy Anderson. Uh, he has training in medical medicine. Uh, instinctually, he ran down to the scene to see if he could be of some help, but he said uh, there was nothing left for him and others to do. There's no sign of life. There's no... It's just going to be bodies coming out, if they can even do that. I mean, there's like... uh, Looks like a Hollywood set. There's the word...
center now consists of just some spires going up about 25 feet, and the rest is rubble. And it's, it's a scene of total devastation. I mean, you can't even really put it into words. The smoke is still billowing here over lower Manhattan. Everything uh, south of Chambers Street and City Hall is just encompassed in a thick, black, acrid smoke that is blowing over into Brooklyn. Uh, some police officers told me that they found debris and paper from the World Trade Center. Okay, we're going to interrupt again, Steve. I'm sorry, but we got Mayor Giuliani talking, and we're going to hear the latest now on the rescue effort. Here's Mayor Giuliani on 1010 Winds. But it's going to be very crowded, and it's going to be uh, a complex and difficult day. So if, today is a, if tomorrow is the day you can take off, it probably would be a good thing to stay home and treat it as you would a day in which uh, we had a, uh, some form of a, of a snowstorm or really difficult getting into Manhattan. And I know when we say that, we have uh, fewer people in the city, and that will help. But if you have to come to work tomorrow, 14th Street North, the city will be open to civilian traffic. Um, we, we now are up to over 600 people that we know about that we've taken to area hospitals, 2,000 people to Liberty State Park. Um, the morgue is, is operating and we don't have a count yet and we really don't want to hazard a guess on that until somewhat later. And just one other thing that I, I would like to say, uh, a situation like this, a tragedy like this, instills lots of feelings of anger and hatred and and I'd ask the people of the city not to have those feelings right now or ever. I mean, the reality is that hatred and insanity and prejudice caused this situation probably. And we have a lot of people in the city of all different backgrounds and all diverse religions, and they're, they're not responsible for this. Whoever is responsible for this came from outside the city of New York. I'm sure the United States government will figure out who it is, and I'm sure we'll make an example out of them as we should. But that should be left to the law enforcement authorities like the police and the FBI, the military, and not to the people of the city. Uh, nobody should react that way. We have no reason to expect that anyone will, but I thought it might be a good idea just to remind everyone of that. Hatred, prejudice, anger, and irrational reaction to things is what caused this terrible tragedy. And people of the city of New York should act differently. We should act bravely. We should act in a tolerant way. We should go about our business, and we should show these people that they can't stop us, and they can't. Governor? Live here in 1010 Winds now, Governor Pataki. This obviously still an ongoing effort to deal with the consequences of this horrible uh, disaster. Uh, I want to commend the mayor first and his professional team. I don't think there's any finer group in America or the world, and they're doing an excellent job. And we're proud to have uh, the National Guard and uh, other state resources here helping as well. And I want to thank my colleagues, uh, the governors from the surrounding states. I've heard from virtually every governor, and we're getting help from Pennsylvania and Connecticut and uh, New Jersey to deal with specialized needs to respond to the um, crisis that we still uh, face. The goal right now is very simple. Everything that can be done to save every single life is being done, and we will continue to make sure that that is a priority. Uh, but we're going to get through this, and we're going to get through this strong. And just about an hour ago, I was out on the street in front of Cabrini Hospital, and you see New Yorkers from all walks of lives, uh, more than a block long, waiting in line to donate blood. Uh, to help uh, the victims of this disaster. It's that spirit. It's that pulling together and that refusal to be intimidated in the face of this horrible terror that's going to make sure that this city, this state, and this country come back stronger than ever and that the freedoms that we are entitled to have as Americans will not be lost because of this terror. So, Mayor, again, we're here. We'll do everything we can to make sure we support you. Barry, you want to say a few words from the FBI? <clears throat> Uh, I'm Barry Moyn with the FBI. I'm the assistant director. Uh, as the governor and the mayor just mentioned, uh, we have taken the investigation. We'll take a back seat to search and rescue. Obviously, personal safety is number one concern even for us in law enforcement. Uh, I have talked, uh, just generally speaking, this is going to be uh, coordinated, it is being coordinated by FBI in Washington at our headquarters. 
we have the various offices already actively engaged where some of the planes were hijacked, such as Boston, uh, where it crashed, crashed in Somerset, Pennsylvania. We're doing all of that. Uh, the lead office and coordinating office will be the uh, New York office with the primarily because of the Joint Terrorism Task Force that we have here with uh, NYPD as well as all the other federal agencies we are gathered. Uh, probably the only thing that I would mention is we are bringing probably when we get to, to a point that we can, uh, the immediate uh, search or preliminary search will be for the black boxes from the two planes here. Uh, we have NTSB coming in to assist us in that regard. Uh, further, at maybe a subsequent briefings, if we are not successful, we will have pictures to show or the mayor will have pictures to show uh, in an aid to uh, uh, assist us in that effort. Uh, that's where we are at the moment. So, so, well, I'd like to, I'd also that was Barry Martin, assistant director of the FBI office in New York, speaking with Governor George Pataki and also Mayor Rudy Giuliani, speaking quite eloquently. Well, we're still waiting to hear more from the mayor on uh, just what might be transpiring in terms of casualties and, of course, the overall rescue effort. But there's where we are right now on 10-10 winds uh, at uh, about, uh, what, six, nine hours after the terrible tragedy began. The two planes, passenger planes with passengers aboard them, slamming into the Twin Towers. Another one slamming into part of the Pentagon, causing damage there and casualties there, too. At least 100 people injured or killed at the Pentagon alone. And keep in mind, in each of these uh, three planes, there were passengers aboard the was that fourth plane we heard about, the one Flight 93, United, taking off out of Newark, heading to San Francisco, but crashing southeast of Pittsburgh with a heavy loss of life as well. Now, as far as travel conditions, we've got a lot to talk about again. We're giving updates every 10 minutes, as always, because it's a big part of our story. And here's Matt Ward. I've been uh, following the bridges and tunnels here, and they have just, uh, they had briefly closed the George Washington Bridge upper level uh, heading back to Jersey. Then they opened it, and then they've closed it again. As I look in live with our expanded 1010 winds jam, Kendrick, there is no traffic once whatsoever on the upper-level George Washington Bridge in either direction. And as I get a camera shot of the Cross Bronx, on the westbound side that goes right over the Deegan, that's right where they have it blocked off. All traffic is being held up right over there. I don't see uh, very much traffic at all down on the Deegan underneath the Cross Bronx Expressway, an indication of other closures as well. Hudson River tunnels have been uh, closed down, except they've been allowing some traffic to leave town via the Lincoln single file. And we've had reports that they've been checking those vehicles before they get into the Lincoln Tunnel. I still see uh, that they have the Holland Tunnel blocked off in both directions as well. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Williamsburg Bridge Battery Tunnel closed in each direction. We're getting an update on the Verrazano Bridge. That's been reopened either way, but for cars only and uh, no pedestrians. As far as the trains go, Jersey Transit, load and go out of uh, Penn Station. Expect delays. Metro North and Long Island Railroad limited service as you uh, get out of uh, New York City. And the uh, subway is still with lots of diversions and delays around town as well. I'm Matt Ward. Shadow traffic 1010 wins. We're getting back to reporters in just a moment. Uh, just to recap, continuing live coverage on 1010 winds of the what's been going on for the last nine hours when those two planes were slammed into the World Trade Center, terrorist act, and the same thing at the Pentagon in Washington. We just heard from Mayor Giuliani urging people to stay home if you can tomorrow and also pointing out that the uh, city will be open, well, always open, but anyway, from 14th Street North. And roughly it knows about at least 3,000 people injured that we know about, but it's most likely a lot more than that. And the mayor also pointing out that a tragedy like this instills anger and asking people not to have those feelings, pointing out that hatred led to this terrorist attack. We do expect to hear from President Bush later today. The military is in high alert. Embassies have been warned to be on alert around the world. We'll be hearing from Donald Rumsfeld shortly, too, the Secretary of Defense, talking about the military aspect of this. We just got the word that all New York City public schools are closed tomorrow. All New York City public schools are closed tomorrow. In case you missed it, New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, and American Stock Exchange also closed tomorrow. Now, before we get to our reporters, we've had these, uh, CNN is reporting, by way of correspondent Nick Robertson, that there has been some kind of explosions going off in Kabul, in Afghanistan. We just had an impact uh, perhaps a few miles away. If I listen, you can hear the ripple of explosions around the city. Perhaps we've heard there the fifth explosion, sixth explosion. I see gunbursts and starbursts in the air. Tracer fire is coming up out of the city. I hear aircraft flying above the city of Kabul. Perhaps we've heard uh, half a dozen to ten detonations on the perimeter of the city. Some coming from the area close to the airport. I see on the horizon what could be a fire 
on the horizon, close perhaps to where the airport might be. A flash came up then from the airport. Uh, some ground fire coming up here in Kabul. Well, there you go. That's correspondent Nick Robertson of CNN. We don't know what that's all about, but uh, maybe Defense Secretary Rumsfeld will have something to say about it when he gives us a uh, live update from the Pentagon. And no doubt he'll be talking as well about what happened at the Pentagon today, too, about casualties and uh, just what the status is at that building in the military complex. 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones is with us. You know, on Ralph, on a day... Well, we're reestablished with Al. Communication's a big problem in lower Manhattan because there's so many people there, police, firefighters, reporters, and so on. And by the way, phones, as you know, probably by now, have been disrupted much of the day. Regular phones, cell phone phones, and uh, also the Internet. 1010 Wednesday reporter Terry Sheridan is on the line from St. Vincent's Hospital. Terry? Okay, well, I just spoke to George Newman. He's chief of anesthesia here at St. Vincent's. He said they've been treating people in both the operating room and in the recovery room uh, from uh, treatments for severe burns, also blunt trauma from explosions. He says right now the big problem is a hurry-up-and-wait situation. They have enough doctors here, but as he said, most of the patients are still downtown. Now, having said that, within the past... 45 minutes uh, to an hour, the number of ambulances that have been coming in and discharging passengers has increased, I would say, by a factor of two. Most of the ambulances that I've seen, at least, are carrying fire department personnel. Most of them don't seem to be in too bad a shape, but it looks like several broken bones, several holding their face, uh, several looking having trouble breathing. But again, the, the number of ambulances coming in, discharging patients, and then just immediately pulling out and heading downtown has has uh, picked up significantly in the past hour. Uh, St. Vincent's also said they have two triage teams that they have sent down to the World Trade Center. They also have six ambulance crews that are there assisting uh, emergency management in any way that they can. Terry Sheridan, 1010 wins at St. Vincent's Hospital. Well, there's a story that keeps unfolding at that particular hospital, and that's a story being told in a lot of other hospitals around the city of New York as well. People coming in, and now, in some cases, the more serious is starting to arrive as they are taken out of the building. Let's get back to 1010 wins reporter Al Jones. It's been a long time since we've had to deal with these payphones, so uh, forgive me if sometimes it doesn't work out. But, you know, on a day when we've had uh, the unimaginable happen here in lower Manhattan, yet another huge building has come crumbling down. First there were the Twin Towers, and now number seven, World Trade Center. 47-story reddish-colored building, uh, a huge building in lower Manhattan. It just simply went down as Kevin Grant looked on from ten blocks away. It was there, and the top started collapsing, leaned over to the right, and then just fell down like they do in the movies. That was it. Just like a demolition crew was doing. Yeah. The wave of black soot and smoke, and they were telling everyone to get out of the way because it was, they said it was going to come down this road and stuff like that, so they pleased, you know, had gathered everyone to go back, and that was it. Well, indeed, some of the smoke and ash did billow up West Broadway. In fact, the huge plume now extends uh, all the way into Brooklyn, uh, dwarfing the buildings here, and it continues to billow up. Uh, just an indication the fire is uh, still ongoing in the complex. Uh, Grant says this orchestrated hijacking and terror attack is something that even Tom Clancy couldn't have dreamed up. And maybe with all the death and destruction associated with this catastrophe, it's hard to feel sorry for folks who have been inconvenienced. But there are thousands of folks who live near world. Trade Center who can't go home, and police are telling them it's going to be hours, maybe even days, before they're allowed to go home and get something as simple as clothes and a toothbrush. Ralph? All right, 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones, and yes, the uh, police department has ordered an evacuation of all buildings south of Canal Street to Lower Manhattan. Things pretty well shut down. We're trying to get a clarification. That means office buildings or any residential buildings, too. If you happen to be in a residential building in Lower Manhattan, does that mean you have to leave, too? That's not been clarified. And it also, there's a, and you might want to leave anyway because there's a major, major power outage in Lower Manhattan. That resulted from the fire that Al was talking about at Seven World Trade Center. Just to repeat, all New York City public schools are closed tomorrow. And we've got some other things that aren't happening, too. Some other closures and important information, and here's Larry Cantor. All right, Ralph. First of all, uh, New Yorkers have been answering the call. St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital says it has an overflow of blood donors. Please don't go to St. Luke's Roosevelt to donate blood now. They're asking you to uh, go to the New York Blood Center, 310 East 67th Street. Better yet, uh, call ahead. Call either the New York Blood Center, and their number is 1-800-933-BLOOD. That's 800-933-BLOOD. Or call the American Red Cross, 800 800- Help now. 800 help now and they can tell you the best location to report to to donate blood. Also, people searching for missing loved ones have been directed to call the New York City Bureau of Labs. Here's the number 212-447-2998. 
That's 212-447-2998. This is people searching for missing loved ones in New York City. That's the New York City Bureau of Labs. New York City public schools will be closed tomorrow. The New York Archdiocese Catholic schools will be closed tomorrow. Schools outside of Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island will reopen on Thursday, and we don't know yet about the status for the Catholic schools in the city on Thursday. A borough of Manhattan Community College on Chambers Street closed tomorrow. All other CUNY schools will be open. Brooklyn Center of Long Island University is canceling classes tomorrow. And St. John's University also canceling classes tomorrow. New York City itself will be open 14th Street and North. So it'll be open to all sorts of traffic from 14th Street to the north. That's New York City. However, Mayor Giuliani is asking people, if they can, to stay home tomorrow. Ralph? And that is 1010 Winds reporter Larry Cantor. Cantor, Al Jones was making reference to the fact of how well orchestrated this terror attack was. This was not one loony with a bomb or doing something. These were, uh, we don't know how many people involved in it, what the planning might have been. But keep in mind that four commercial airliners were hijacked and used as instruments of terror today. Two of them slamming into the World Trade Center, the other crashing into a section of the Pentagon. The other had an intended target, apparently, but crashed uh, southeast of Pittsburgh. And perhaps someday we'll find out what was going on in that plane. We do know one thing on that plane. A man on the plane had a cell phone and gave a call to 911 saying, we're hijacked, we're hijacked. And also Barbara Olson, who we've often seen on TV, a Republican activist and congressional aide, a former congressional aide, was on another plane, the one that crashed into the Pentagon. And she, too, had a cell phone and was saying that she was being hijacked or the plane was being hijacked. Transportation, a big problem around the lower part of Manhattan and elsewhere because of this act of terrorism today. Here's the latest from Matt Ward. Well, in fact, they've had the uh, George Washington Bridge uh, closed off once again. There was a, a stretch there this afternoon where the upper-level George Washington Bridge was open coming back to New Jersey, and just within the last uh, 20 minutes or so, they've closed it completely. So now there's no traffic whatsoever on the upper-level George Washington Bridge. Either way, as I see it live, in fact, the lower level remains closed as it has been all day, and I can see where they're blocking the traffic off on the uh, city side, the Cross Bronx West, right at the Alexander Hamilton Bridge. That's where traffic is blocked off and uh, just sits there at a standstill on the Cross Bronx westbound side. I can see the Deegan underneath the uh, cro- underneath the Cross Bronx, and the Deegan traffic is running along pretty well. Now, at the Hudson River Tunnels, that's still blocked off except for the Lincoln Tunnel. They've been letting some traffic uh, leave town and come back over to the Jersey side after they've been inspecting some of those vehicles, and the uh, ride is uh, very slow indeed, as you might imagine. Also, across the East River, it's been a very tough day. The uh, Triborough Bridge is closed into Manhattan. Throjnik and Whitestone open either way. Queensboro Bridge Midtown Tunnel are only open getting back to Queens, but closed into Manhattan. Triborough Bridge is shut down into Manhattan, but the Throjnik and Whitestone, for the time being, are open. Verrazano Bridge has been uh, reopened to uh, cars traveling across that span. As far as uh, trains go, limited service on Metro North and Long Island Railroad out of the city. A lot of subway disruptions around town. Jersey Transit load and go out of uh, Penn Station and uh, still expects some delays and some crowding, and the airport's remain closed until midday tomorrow around here and all over the country. Ralph? All right, that's Matt Ward keeping us up to date. And Matt will be back in less than 10 minutes to do the same for us because there's so many people wondering where they can go or can't go. Again, Lower Manhattan basically ordered evacuated and it's going to be basically closed from 14th Street south tomorrow. Or mayor urging people just not to go down there. So if you've got a business down there, forget about it tomorrow. Matter of fact, he's urging everybody to stay home. We told you a bit ago from CNN about some explosions at Kabul, Afghanistan. We might want to surmise or speculate it's somehow connected to this. Maybe some retaliation by the U.S. We don't know, of course. But explosions heard no north in the area of the airport, but that's all we know about it basically right now. Eileen uh, LaPalmer's on duty, one of our many reporters on the scene in lower Manhattan today as we continue our live coverage on 1010 Winds, and here's Eileen. Ralph, as you said just a few moments ago, um, Manhattan south of 14th Street is being evacuated. All the buildings are shut down. I'm actually standing on a building on Worth Street on Worth Street in West Broadway. The power is out. It has been evacuated. Um, the only thing going past me now here on West Broadway is a bunch of bulldozers and construction crews that are all making their way down West Broadway to the site of the Seven World Trade Center, which collapsed just a little while ago, hours after the initial explosion, which caused its structural damage. At that point, people were standing around just kind of, you know, know, looking at the smoke that was billowing up from the first two collapses of the World Trade Centers, and then suddenly seven went down. The crowd started running north again, trying to escape the dust cloud and the falling debris. Among them was Daryl. He was um, a, a, a worker trying to help with the injured. You're just standing there all of a sudden out, out of nowhere. You hear this clap, sounds like thunder. Uh, the building had... Uh, uh, shock waves going through. You could see a shock wave go up. The windows blast out. 
but you know, it was like I, I thought I was watching a movie. It was so I mean, I can't believe this is happening. You know, it's, it's really ridiculous. But you know, came down floor by floor. Structure stayed intact until it all hit hit the ground. So. It was well, Daryl and his friend are first-year medical students at NYU, and they were actually in class when the call went out for anyone with medical experience to come down here, come down to the World Trade Center, and see if they could help out. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on West Broadway. And 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum also on duty as part of our continuing coverage of the awful terror attack against the Twin Towers and also against the Pentagon today. Let's go live to Steve. Well, uh, Ralph, the thick black smoke is still uh, billowing here in lower Manhattan. Everything south of Chambers Street is shrouded in this cloud of uh, acrid fumes coming from the fires that are still burning in and around the World uh, Trade Center area. Uh, moments ago, I spoke with uh, firefighter Tommy Dowdell of Engine 238. He had been working in and around the fires for about five hours, and then uh, when Building 7 collapsed moments earlier, all the firefighters were ordered to pull back, and uh, he explains uh, that it is just absolute, utter devastation by West Street. Forget about it. It's like Pearl Harbor all over again. Disaster. I, I really can't describe it. It's just that it's, it's something I, in 19 years, it's the worst I've ever seen. Is there anything left of the two World Trade Center buildings at all? You still can't even see it. That's how much smoke and debris flying around, so it's a nightmare. He said uh, the, there are several fires burning down there. One of the concerns is uh, an AT&T building, and a very uh, important AT&T building, that if it were to go, we would lose all service down here in uh, most of lower Manhattan, so they're keeping an eye on that. Uh, he said uh, there are many stories of uh, people uh, watching others jump from the uh, World Trade Center buildings uh, that were on fire as they were jumping, and he told me a sad story of one firefighter who died when a body fell on top of him. So there are just thousands of stories like this here that are going to be coming out throughout the next couple of days, and uh, one will just be worse than the next. Uh, it, it is not going to be a while before this uh, city recovers from this act of terrorism. Steve Kastenbaum, 10-10 wins, live in lower Manhattan. Well, Steve just touched on something. I think we're just beginning to hear about this. We know how awful it looked to see that those two twin towers, so much a part of our landscape, disappear. But then now to keep in mind, there were people inside those buildings, and many did not get out and did not get out alive. And we have no idea what the death count may be in this story. But it's going to be very high, and even one or two people is high enough. But it's going to be a, probably a very discouraging and very sad number once we get it. Now, we do know at least 3,000 people have been treated at hospitals around New York as we sort of collect information around and some of those are not too serious some people are in critical condition but that too may be just the beginning uh, 1010 wins reporter stan uh, brooks has also been very busy today stan yeah this tragedy gets worse and worse and this operation gets bigger and bigger i just saw fire trucks from port jefferson uh east Islip, nisconset hopog selden just come racing into the scene i guess to help relieve some of the new york city firefighters they've come here also with backhoes with generators uh with uh, searchlights uh, medical equipment, a couple of trailer trucks with with water supplies because it's hot down there and steamy and suffocating because of all the powder that's there, the ash, forklifts, all kinds of uh, things to, to carry through the night and they search for, for survivors and, and the bodies that were undoubtedly in there. And a family from Norway was treated to this horrible scene because they were living down there just visiting here and they were staying down near the World Trade Center. Yeah, I'm visiting my nephew. Her son. Yeah. And we are we we heard the big bang this morning. It's close to Trade Center and we have a little child here, so we were really terrified. But we have stayed indoors taping our windows for a long time. But now eventually they uh, said on television we had to move north. So that's why we are evacuating the child and ourselves. Did you hear the explosion? Yes, very well. It was really something very special. The building was uh, shaking all over. So terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying sound because we thought maybe it was some construction going on, but we heard it wasn't. It was a very bad sound. Much louder. Much louder. And, of course, everybody in New York is going to have a story to tell after this. Uh, they were nearby, they were driving by, or some of them were in the buildings and managed to get out. But it's a horrible, horrible story, and we haven't heard the end of it yet. Ralph. All right, 1010 Wins reporter Stan Brooks. Well, people, a lot of people are very distraught, even if they weren't in that situation, because trying to figure out how and why and what this all means. We do expect to hear from Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense, shortly. President Bush will be addressing the nation at 9 tonight. Let's get back to Doug O'Brien. Doug? 
Uh, thank you, Ralph. The State Department has authorized U.S. embassies around the world to close, and many in the Mideast reportedly have. Some of them say they'll remain closed indefinitely. Embassies in Japan and Venezuela are closed through tomorrow. The U.S. military, as we've been telling you, is on its highest alert stage. The Navy has dispatched warships to the Washington area and the New York area. You'll be seeing two aircraft carriers in the harbor shortly. In Washington, where the Pentagon was the target of one of the hijacked airplanes this morning, it's believed about 100 people were killed or injured when an American Airlines jet crashed into the Pentagon on the west side. Rescue workers have begun bringing victims out of the building where the crash occurred. Ralph? That is uh, Doug O'Brien. Keep in mind there were four planes that were apparently hijacked. Uh, one of them, Flight 93 out of Newark, a uh, flight uh, heading from Newark to uh, San Francisco and down outside Pittsburgh, about 80 miles from there. That carried 38 passengers, two pilots, five flight attendants. As we've been hearing, at least one man on the plane had a cell phone and was saying we are being hijacked. At the plane that went into the Pentagon, a woman also from that plane called and said something about a hijack as well. And then there are two planes that slammed into the uh, World Trade Center. Two planes uh, crashing into the Twin Towers which was now about nine and a half hours ago. And keep in mind that those two planes that had been hijacked carry passengers as well. And, uh, and the people aboard, the pilots, the crew, and the passengers are dead, as well as people in the Twin Towers. Again, we have no idea how many. And in case you missed it, uh, World Trade Center building number seven also caught fire, and it then collapsed. And that was a big building, too. Maybe not as big as the Twin Towers, but 47 stories. That building is now gone. So still a lot going on downtown. Things for the firefighters to deal with in addition to to the rescue effort itself. Now, police have ordered evacuation of all buildings south of Canal Street in Lower Manhattan. The mayor is saying everything south of uh, 14th Street is virtually closed tomorrow. They want people going down there. And, uh, and the mayor is saying if you don't have to work tomorrow, come into the city, don't do it. New York City public schools are closed, and the Catholic schools, at least in Manhattan, are closed. We'll get more confirmation about that, too. But all New York City public schools are closed tomorrow. And there's a major power outage in Lower Manhattan as well. Travel is very difficult. We've still got a lot of closings, and here's the latest from Matt Ward. In fact, they have the Cross Bronx Expressway closed off westbound side. I see that traffic being held up right over the uh, Cross Bronx Expressway at the Alexander Hamilton Bridge. And there's no traffic whatsoever on the George Washington Bridge now. This is a change from earlier because they had uh, traffic using the upper level coming back over to the Jersey side for a little while at least this afternoon. But now again, they've closed down the George Washington Bridge completely in uh, both directions as I watch it live on our camera. We'll keep it posted on that. And I no longer see any traffic coming out of the Lincoln Tunnel on the Jersey side. So once again, they've closed down the Lincoln Tunnel after briefly letting some traffic come through single file after inspecting some of those vehicles at the Lincoln coming back to New Jersey. So, uh, again, the Hudson River crossings are all closed down. If you want to go up to the Tappan Zee to cross the Hudson, you can do that. That traffic is running uh, slowly, crossing that span into uh, Rockland County. Across the East River, still shut down on the Brooklyn-Manhattan-Williamsburg Bridge and the Battery Tunnel in both directions. Queens Midtown Tunnel and the Queensboro Bridge are closed into Manhattan, but open back to Queens. And we're now hearing that the West Band LIE is closed. Little Neck Parkway up towards the Queens Midtown Tunnel. The Grand Central Parkway, though, is open in each direction. So are the Throgsneck and the Whitestone. A lot of uh, train delays. Long Island Railroad Metro North Limited service out of town. They've been doing load and go service on New Jersey Transit trains out of Penn Station. Again, the airports are closed until at least midday tomorrow nationwide. And I'm Matt Ward with Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. We'll be hearing from President Bush tonight at 9 o'clock. At any moment, we expect to hear from Donald Rumsfeld of the Defense Department. No doubt talking about damage at the Pentagon and what the military is doing here in New York and around the world. That should be coming up any time now. And uh, later on this evening, about an hour from now, we expect to hear from John Ashcroft. Perhaps he has something on the FBI investigation or just a basic statement, but Ashcroft, the Attorney General, will be speaking in about an hour's time. As you may have heard here on 1010 Winds, uh, we had reports from Associated Press and now CNN of some explosions in Kabul, Afghanistan, uh, but they were near the airport, the north part of the capital. But uh, AP is saying, anyway, there are no sounds of airplanes or anti-aircraft fire, but what this is, we don't know, but it raises speculation, of course, there might be some kind of retaliation or something that connected today's terrorism in the United States. U.S. officials are quick to say that Osama bin Laden is a suspect in today's bombings. There's been no clear claim of responsibility. Now, let's go live to 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa. 
Yes, Ralph, I've been stationed here for a while at Beekman Downtown Hospital where they took over 200 people in. They even took a lot of EMTs that were earlier at the scene when the plane uh, exploded into uh, the World Trade Center towers, and then they were hit by the debris and rubble when the buildings collapsed. But uh, they have generator power problems, as most of lower Manhattan does, and they're working now on generators. As you walk here through downtown, the closer you get uh, to the tower centers, the larger the amount of soot and uh, the smokier it gets, your eyes get scratchy, it's hard to, to see, it's even hard to breathe, and uh, everything, flowers on the on flower pots, um, the fruit that was outside on fruit stands, coffee, carts, everything covered with this soot and just abandoned. It looks like a ghost town. Earlier I spoke to a gentleman who works construction who knew his father worked in one of the buildings uh, downtown by the uh, Twin Towers, and this this is what he told me he saw. Well, it was about a block away. There's about a quarter of the towers left. They're in flames. There's body bags. There's about three feet of soot. Cop cars are like on some of them on their sides. Some of them are big trucks, the evacuation trucks. They're big, their tires are burnt up. They probably were by the flames. He said it looks like World War Three. I saw some of the flames coming from what appeared to be Tower 7, World Trade Building Number 7. There were flames in every window of that building, and apparently that now, too, has collapsed. It's just an incredible scene here. People describe this rolling ball of debris, like rolling thunder coming right behind them when they were running ahead of it to try to get out of it. The woman next to me was telling me that uh, her kid goes to Bronx High School of Science and they let them out early, but she didn't know how he was going to get home because he lives here in lower Manhattan. Another man was calling because his daughter worked on the 92nd floor of the World Trade Center and he didn't know what happened to her. His son also works in the Pentagon for NASA, so he doesn't know what's happened to either of his two children. Uh, these are just some of the horrible stories we're going to hear uh, more in the days to come as they start bringing out uh, victims and trying to search for any survivors. I understand refrigeration trucks are even coming in here into the city to deal with all the victims under that rubble, Ralph. Well, that's it, Juliet. I think it's hard to comprehend, and that's one of the major questions when you have something like this. You think, well, death toll and casualties. And that's something we simply don't know because, in many respects, the rescue effort is really just getting started. Yeah, because it took them so much time to even, they could still be doing this, putting out these flames and getting everything under control. There was fear of collapse of buildings alongside some of the towers themselves. Uh, so this is just getting a handle on this collapse to begin with, then you're going to have to take the next weeks probably to uh, find people underneath and find people hopefully that may be alive in there. But I don't even think they're even thinking about trying to do that yet. People who maybe were injured on the street or died perhaps uh, from falling debris, yes, they can do that rather quickly. But this is going to take weeks. Well, also keep in mind about the safety of the structure, too. They certainly, after they've already witnessed the collapse of the uh, two Twin Towers, you certainly don't want people rushing in until they're very, very sure. Oh, absolutely. And, and the cleanup around here is just uh, going to be a, a, just phenomenal because all this soot, and we don't even know what's in, the, in this soot, you know, how carcinogenic it could be, uh, but the soot is on everything, every item, every car, every building, uh, every body. Uh, and uh, that is all over from Canal Street down. There's this just blanket of soot. Well, the expense of that, the time it's going to take, that's just the soot. But what about the damage to other buildings? And then you think the loss of businesses, business. the loss of jobs. Right. This is an incredible story. Yeah, people, a woman next to me here on the phone, she just said, uh, I'm not even sure I should be going to work tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure what she was thinking about it, quite frankly. She, she worked two blocks uh, from the World Trade Center. Well, two things, because I know sometimes when you report, you get isolated from where you are. And first of all, the mayor is saying people should not be going south of 14th Street tomorrow anyway. Right. And that's one thing. And by the way, the, that number seven building did indeed collapse, by the way. So that is a goner, too. And that's that was a pretty good-sized building at 47 stories. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's where the, the command center was for, for the city, the mayor's command center. I believe it was in that building. And, of course, they, that was useless now uh, because uh, the mayor had to relocate uh, somewhere else. So all of that literally up in smoke.
Well, the audit to that, to that, uh, Juliet, was that uh, Con Ed says because of the collapse of Number Seven, that the the lights are out in much of Lower Manhattan too. Yeah, the, the people in the, in the buildings behind me here um, on uh, on their uh, where am I? Spruce mm-hmm. um, are telling me that they have no phones and uh, no lights. And these are, uh, you know, high-rise apartment buildings here. So uh, that's the way it is. They're coming out here to use pay phones to make calls to tell people that they're okay. Uh, it's just going to be a very long night and stretching into days and, and weeks. And we'll be following the story, of course, right here. Juliet, thank you very much. 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa, just add one note. We told you about some explosions going on north of the capital of Afghanistan, Kabul. Uh, the White House says, uh, told CNN that the explosions are not part of any U.S. retaliatory strike. It says the U.S. is not retaliating, and that's not what that's about. We don't know what it's about, but there we are. A lot of things are not happening. We heard about how lower Manhattan is closed down, and so are a lot of other things. It's having a huge impact on the city and the city's economy and its people. Let's get back to Larry Cantor. Ralph, tonight was the opening of the New York City opera season. Well, not anymore. It's been canceled. No word on when that will be uh, rescheduled. Also, all Broadway shows are canceled tonight. Tomorrow, we can't say just yet. However, we can say about schools tomorrow, New York City public schools will be closed, and the Catholic schools, New York Archdiocese, will be closed tomorrow. However, on Thursday, the Manhattan, Bronx, and Staten Island schools will remain closed, and the Catholic schools outside of those boroughs may be open. They should reopen on Thursday. We can't say yet what these uh, Catholic schools in the city might do. The Borough of Manhattan Community College on Chambers Street is closed tomorrow, and all CUNY schools will be open, all other CUNY schools, I should say. Brooklyn Center for Long Island uh, at Long Island University is canceling classes for tomorrow. All non-essential employees at LIU Brooklyn are being told to stay home, and St. John's University is canceling all classes tomorrow. Offices are closed except for essential staff. Also, Wall Street will be closed down again tomorrow. New York Stock Exchange, the Amex, and the NASDAQ all closing their doors. Uh, A few of the companies that were based downtown in the uh, World Trade Center have phone numbers now that you can call if you're an employee or um, a family member of an employee. Let me give these just briefly. Aon Corporation. 866-256-4154, 866-256-4154, Morgan Stanley, 888-883-4391, 888-883-4391, and Deloitte Touche, 888-243-7666, 888-243-7666. Ralph? That is Larry Cantor with an update on some of the closings around. You can see just an example of what this has done to the city of New York. Of course, we still are waiting to find out about the actual death toll. There's been very little information on that so far, but we do know that a lot of people died in the Twin Towers today and some of the rescuers going there when the building started collapsing. Now, let's find out about some other impacts because we have actually some new closings and reclosings going on, and here's Matt Ward. That's right. The Hudson River crossings are uh, all closed down. The Holland and Lincoln have been closed uh, pretty much all day. The exception was the Lincoln Tunnel. They were letting some traffic go through single file for just a short period of time. That stopped now. Lincoln Tunnel and Holland closed each way, and now the George Washington Bridge is closed again on both the levels in both directions. I'm looking live at the Cross Bronx on our jam cam, and no traffic at all on the Cross Bronx West coming uh, right over the uh, Major Deegan. That's where they hold it up, and traffic is very light on the Major Deegan. Hardly anything over there as well. Across the East River, you still have uh, closures on the uh, uh, the Queensboro Bridge in the Midtown tunnel coming into Manhattan, but they're open back to Queens. The Thrysnick and the Whitestone are open, and the uh, Triborough Bridge is open only if you're going to the Bronx and also into uh, Queens for uh, cars and pedestrians. Manhattan bound side of the Triborough is still closed, and all the Lower East River Bridges and the Battery Tunnel, too, are closed off in uh, both directions. All the airports remain closed down uh, nationwide till at least midday tomorrow. Some ferry services running, Staten Island Ferry running outbound service, and also ferries available from Pier 11, Wall Street, also from West 38th, East 34th, and Pier A, Battery Park to New Jersey, Brooklyn, and Queens. Jersey Transit operating some trains out of Penn Station on a load-and-go basis. Long Island Railroad and Metro North with limited train service leaving town. Ralph? That is Matt Ward and uh, with an update on what's happening with travel situation. And uh, Donald Rumsfeld is speaking right now. Is that what this is? Donald Rumsfeld, excuse me. Let's listen to Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense. 
Unfortunately, we're having some audio problems from the defense yeah. secretary. Well, there we are having some audio problems, too. We'll keep going until we find a line where maybe we can bring that up. We will go back to him. But in the now they're having trouble, too, at the Pentagon as well. All right, once they straighten that out, excuse us there, but we've got a lot of communication going on. A live continuing coverage here of the terrorist attack against the Twin Towers today and attack against the Pentagon. We expect to pick up at some point what Donald Rumsfeld is saying about what's happened at the Pentagon, but that will be repeated anyway, so we'll get that information. Let's go to Glenn Shuck right now, 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Shuck, who's been hanging uh, with what the mayor has to say, and we expect to hear from the mayor again soon. Glenn? Yes, the mayor uh, will speak again. He's going to be speaking throughout the night at a command center he set up rough. Mayor Giuliani, as you mentioned, he's not, though, giving out numbers as to the number of confirmed deaths at this point. He says he still does not want to do that, and they probably won't for a while as this massive rescue effort continues. As you've mentioned, buildings 1, 2, and 7 are gone. Several others, according to the mayor, severely damaged in that area, and they're trying to make sure that that is secured as well. We should mention that the city is also asking now for volunteer medical personnel, nurses, doctors, EMTs, the mayor and Governor Pataski asking for that to help for the thousands of injured. That number I can give out briefly is 1-800-628-0193. And then with that, Glenn, I'm going to pause right there. We do have Donald Rumsfeld now connected at the Pentagon. We'll get back to you, Glenn, and hear what the mayor has to say. But here's Donald Rumsfeld, Secretary of uh, Defense. Responsibility for incidents like this uh, as executive agent for the Department of Defense is also joining me. Uh, it's an indication that the United States government is functioning in the face of this terrible act uh, against our country. I should add that the briefing here is taking place in the Pentagon. The Pentagon's functioning. It'll be in business tomorrow. I know the interest in casualty figures, and all I can say is it's not possible to have solid casualty fi figures uh, at this time. And uh, the various components are doing roster checks, and we'll have uh, information at some point in the future, and as quickly as it's possible to have it, it will certainly be made available to each of you. Uh, I'll be happy to take a few questions after uh, asking uh, First General Shelton uh, if he would like to say anything, and then we will allow the others to make a remark or two. This is a live from the Pentagon. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Ladies and gentlemen, as the Secretary just said, today we have watched the tragedy of an outrageous act of barbaric terrorism carried out by fanatics against both civilians and military people. Acts that have killed and maimed many innocent and decent citizens of our country. I extend my condolences to the entire Department of Defense families, military and civilian, and to the families of all those throughout our nation who lost loved ones. I think this is indeed a reminder of the, tragic, the tragedy and the tragic dangers that we face day in and day out, both here at home as well as abroad. I would tell you up front, I have no intentions of discussing today what comes next, but make no mistake about it, your armed forces are ready. Well, General Shelton with a veiled threat there, it would seem. Chair Chairman and, uh, of the uh, Senate Armed Services Committee, Carl Levin. Our intense focus on recovery and helping the injured and the families of those who were killed is matched only by our determination to prevent more attacks and matched only by our unity to track down, root out, and relentlessly pursue terrorists, states that support them, and harbor them. They are the common enemy of the civilized world. Our institutions are strong, and our unity is palpable. Senator John Warner. Thank you. As a past chairman uh, preceding Carl Levin, I can assure you that the Congress stands behind our president, and the president speaks with one voice for this entire nation. This is indeed the most tragic hour in America's history. And yet I think it can be its finest hour. As our president and those with him, most notably our Secretary of Defense, our chairman, and the men and women of the armed forces all over this world, uh, stand ready 
not only to defend this nation and our allies against further attack, but to take such actions as are directed in the future in retaliation for this terrorist act. A series of terrorist acts unprecedented in world history. We call upon the entire world to step up and help because terrorism is a common enemy to all. And we're in this together. The United States has borne the brunt, but who can be next? Step forward and let us hold accountable and punish those that have perpetrated this attack. Again, I commend the secretary, the chairman, and how proud we are. We spoke with our president here moments ago. He's got a firm grip on this situation. And the secretary and the general have a firm grip on our armed forces and in communication of the world over. Senator John Warner at a live briefing much. at the Pentagon. Now we'll Secretary Rumsfeld taking some questions uh, at the Pentagon. Then we'll live adjourn. on 1010 wins. Charlie. Mr. Secretary, did you have any inkling at all in any way that something of this nature and something of a scope might be planned? Uh, Charlie, we, we don't discuss intelligence matters. I see. And how and how how would you respond if you find out who did this? The uh, obviously the president of the United States has spoken on that subject, and those are issues that he will address in good time. Mr. Yes, Secretary, sir. we are getting reports uh, from CNN and others that there are bombs exploding in Kabul, Afghanistan. Are we at the moment striking back, and if so, is the target Osama bin Laden and his organization? I've seen those reports. Uh, they in no way is the United States government connected to those explosions. What about Osama bin Laden? Do you suspect him as the prime suspect in this? Uh, it's, it's, it's not the time for discussions like that. Mr. Secretary, you said you could not be specific about casualties. Can you give us some characterization of whether it's dozens or hundreds in the, in the building? Well, we know there were large number, many dozens in the aircraft that flew at full power, uh, steering directly into the, between, I think, the first and second floor of the uh, uh, opposite the helipad. Uh, you've seen it. Uh, there, there cannot be any survivors. It, it just would be beyond comprehension. The, um, there are a number of people that they've uh, not identified by name, but identified as being uh, dead, and uh, there are a number of casualties. But uh, we're, the FBI has secured the site, and the um, information takes time to come. People have been uh, lifted out and taken away in ambulances, and uh, the, the numbers will be calculated, and it will not be a few. Mr. Secretary, do you consider what happened today, both in New York and here, an act of war? There is no question but that the attack against the United States of America today was a, 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 a vicious, a well-coordinated, um, massive attack against the United States of America. Um, what words the lawyers will use to characterize it uh, is for them. Is this, does that mean yes. that the U.S. is at war then? Mr. Secretary, you said that uh, the Pentagon would be open for business tomorrow. What kind of assurances can you give uh, the people who work here at the building that uh, the building will be safe? A terrorist can attack at any time, at any place, using any take technique. It is physically impossible to defend at every time, in every place, against every technique. It is not possible to give guarantees. The people who work in this building uh, do so voluntarily. They're brave people, and they do their jobs well. Mr. Secretary, can you give a sense of what happened? When, when, what did you see when you left your office, ran down to the site, and apparently helped people on stretchers and, and returned to the command center? <coughs> The, uh, I felt the, the shock of the uh, airplane hitting the building, uh, went through the building and then out into the area, and they were bringing uh, bodies out that had been injured, um, most of which were alive and moving, but uh, seriously injured. 
and uh, a lot of volunteers were uh, doing a terrific job helping to bring them out of the buildings and get them into stretchers and into ambulances and into airlifts. Donald Rumsfeld live at the Pentagon, a news briefing here in 1010 Winds. Yes. Secretary, today we saw military planes both in New York and in Washington. How much more of a military presence will we see now that this incident has occurred for the next week? Um, Those kinds of decisions are made day to day. It is correct that we had aircraft flying uh, protective missions uh, at various places in the United States today, and uh, they will do that as appropriate. Mr. Secretary, what do you say to the American people who may have questions on how something so coordinated has been carried out against this nation? What do you say to them who might not have confidence that our intelligence and our security are what they should be? Uh, I say to them that the President of the United States will be making uh, some remarks to them this evening that will address those subjects. Mr. Secretary, you, you've declared, uh, the Pentagon has declared threat con delta forces around the world. Uh, could you tell me why? Have you, have you received any threats or has anyone claimed credit for this? Um, we, we have, in fact, uh, declared uh, force protection condition delta and a condition of high alert, indeed the highest alert. Uh, We did so almost immediately upon the attacks, and um, it is still in force. Secretary, were there threats excuse me, issued against other U.S. facilities elsewhere in the world today? um, I don't know that there's a day that's gone by since I've been in this job, that there haven't been threats somewhere in the world to some facility somewhere. It's a, uh, it's one of the uh, complexities of the intelligence business that you have to um, sort through those kinds of things. Um, but uh, uh, we don't get into the specifics. Yes. You raise your hand. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Secretary, there were rumors earlier in the day that the plane which crashed in Pennsylvania had been brought down by the United States, either shot down or brought down in some other manner. We have uh, absolutely no information that any U.S. aircraft shot down any other aircraft today. I wonder if we could just ask Senator Lemon one thing. You bet. That's, that's all right. We're going to pause right here. This is 1010 Winds. been listening to this briefing uh, from uh, Secretary Donald Rumsfeld answering some questions, but as I think you heard, not giving too many direct answers. Uh, we did hear from uh, General uh, Henry Shelton, if you just joined us, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and uh, he has some pointed comments to make at this briefing at the Pentagon, which is uh, just winding down. Today we have watched the tragedy of an outrageous act of barbaric terrorism carried out by fanatics against both civilians and military people. Acts that have killed and maimed many innocent and decent citizens of our country. And perhaps a chilling words from the general saying that we're not discussing what comes next, but says your armed forces are ready. Winds News Time 656 live, continuing coverage here on 1010 Winds. We're approaching about 10 hours ago, 10 hours ago, a plane, a commercial plane, a passenger plane, a plane loaded with passengers and a crew slammed into one tower at the World Trade Center, then another plane, a hijacked passenger plane slammed into another tower. And then about an hour and a half later, the towers came down. Let's go live back to 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Chuck, as we are waiting for some more information from the city to help give us some sense of the magnitude of this, although I think we already have a pretty clear picture. This was a devastating tragedy. Glenn? Absolutely, Ralph. Mayor Giuliani was out speaking about 20 minutes ago. I wanted to, again, if you don't mind, give you the number again that he urgently is calling for anyone with any medical experience, EMTs, nurses, doctors. They really need the help right now. Uh, with the thousands of people that have been injured. There is a phone, a toll-free number that's been set up. The mayor's office asked me to give it to you again, 1-800-628-0193. Asking for any type of medical personnel to come into the city. And a defiant mayor, as you probably heard here on 1010 Wind, said that New York City, despite this tragedy, will go on. New York is still here. We're, gonna, we're here now. We're going to be here tomorrow. The World Financial Center is still here. It's not going to stop us. Uh, we've... We've undergone uh, tremendous losses, and we're going to grieve for them horribly. But New York is going to be here tomorrow morning. And Ralph, the mayor says he will have regular briefings at this location at his command center all night long, so we'll keep you updated. I should also mention Barry Mon, he's of the FBI, is leading the New York operation. He says their first task will be to get the people out of the World Trade Center, dead or alive, and then they'll try to recover those black boxes from the aircraft. They need to do that then to begin... You mentioned earlier on Wednesday schools are going to be closed, as will the entire area south of 14th Street. 
so that the rescue operation can continue. The mayor is asking for anyone who doesn't have to come into New York City tomorrow to stay home. Ralph? Yes, Glenn, and the mayor also said one other thing, too, in effect asking us to be cool, knowing that people are angry and not to take it out on each other here in the city because it was hatred that brought us to this point, hatred and prejudice that brought us to this horrible tragedy. Absolutely, Ralph, and the governor made the same point. He uh, was stoic at the podium saying, please, you know, your first reaction is to go out and be angry and, and, and say things and do things and you, that you're going to regret later, and the mayor... Uh, said the same thing, just to people to keep their heads and that uh, New Yorkers will rise to the top as we always do and get through this, even the, despite the, uh, the magnitude of the tragedy, Ralph. Uh, Glenn Schock, who is on duty, giving, keeping us up to date on what's going on and, uh, with the mayor. And, uh, again, we expect a briefing from the mayor. But, again, we don't have any clear casualty figures in the city, and it may be a long time before we do. 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers is also downtown and uh, keeping track of the rescue effort. Lisa? areas for the rescue workers and what we're seeing here is uh, more smoke coming up from the part by around number seven world trade center i see geysers of uh, water coming out of the hoses of the firefighters we just had a huge group of doctors in their operating outfits and those green uh, outfits that they wear walking down towards the scene we've also seen other people medical personnel and at the same time as new people are coming in there are also those workers those firefighters those police officers who've been out here since very early this morning coming out covered with layers of that gray and white silver, that gray and white dust from the explosion, exhausted, just covered from head to toe, just looking so worn out by the, uh, you know, the exertion, the physical exertion, and also the enormous impact that this tragedy must be having on them being so close to the disaster. A lot of neighbors are out here as well. People in the, uh, many of the buildings that are down in this area, this part of the city have been evacuated. I spoke with some of the Con Ed workers. There's concern about the gas mains, as you could imagine, in a time like this. And people are out on the streets, police keeping them at bay from getting close to the area. But just a lot of activity, workers going in, workers coming out, and just a terrible air of sadness. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 